So the reading this morning is taken from Matthew and it's Matthew 6, 1 to 8 and 16 to 18. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honoured by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. When you fast, do not look sombre as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are truly fasting. But truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you're fasting, but only to your father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Thank you, Shirley, for that reading this morning. Over the coming weeks, we're going to be looking at Matthew's Gospel from chapter 6 through to chapter 9. Uh, as we continue to unpack our theme as a church for the year ahead, which is coming to Jesus. And we're going to have different people bringing us the message each week. And to start with, we're going to think about coming to Jesus ourselves. And then we're going to think about helping others come to Jesus and there's a reason behind that there's an important principle at play here that we can only help others come to Jesus if we are first coming to Jesus ourselves and that's not just something that happens at the point of salvation it is this daily intentional pursuit of Christ and cultivating that living relationship with him and so that's why we're thinking first of all about coming to Jesus ourselves as Christians and then we'll move on to think about how we can help others come to Jesus also. And in that vein, this morning I want to talk about the secret life of a believer. The secret life of a believer. In our passage today, Jesus talks about three areas of our spiritual lives. He talks about giving, he talks about praying, and he talks about fasting. And these were known as the three pillars of Judaism and they were core to the faith of every Jew. And one of the interesting things is that they are seen in many of the other major religions around the world. 
And in these verses, Jesus is talking to his followers and he is warning them to be careful about their motivations behind practicing these three things. Because he knew that there was a great danger for his followers that they could practice them for the wrong motivations in order to appear pious or religious before others. And the takeaway message from our sermon this morning is this. That the true test of our spiritual character is measured not by what we do when others are watching, but by what we do when no one is watching. And this is such an important message, I believe, for our culture. In this passage, Jesus is going to be talking about the danger of living our lives for public applause or public affirmation. And whether you're on social media or not, we live in this kind of Instagram world. And certainly for the younger generations, they have been very much shaped by this. Where often we post things about our lives online for the sake of public affirmation and public applause from others. And it leads to this huge pressure on many people in order to put on a mask and project this kind of false persona of their lives. And it also leads to many celebrities and others parading their good deeds online for all to see. And we see these newspaper headlines, don't we? Of how much money the celebrity over here has given to charity. And we think, wow, what a great person. Or how this person here uh, took time out their busy schedule to go and help at a soup kitchen. We think, wow, that was just a great, noble thing to do. And it goes viral around the world. And there's a reason that Jesus says at the start of this passage, be careful. Beware. Because he knows that these things in our culture around us can easily infiltrate the church. And we see people retweeting about this pastor over here who said to all his followers on Twitter that he's uh, going to spend the next month praying and fasting for this cause or that cause. And we think, wow, what a holy guy he is. He's worth following. Or this church down the street, you know, uh, puts on Facebook about this new prayer and uh, fasting initiative that they're launching and we think wow that must be a great church down there and there's this danger that we look up to people or we compare ourselves with others and it just becomes unhealthy and we lose the essence of what God was trying to teach us through these acts. Jesus comes along and he says no live a quiet life out of the gaze of others don't seek any validation or applause or affirmation from others. Live before an audience of one. Me and me alone. Don't live for the praise of others. Don't even know. Uh, let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. At times don't even let your spouse or your children or those closest to you know what you're doing. Instead, go away in secret. Find a quiet room, lock the door behind you and just spend time with me. Spend time in my presence. Quietly live for me. Quietly cultivate your walk before me. 
quietly give of yourself for others. Other people might not know what you're doing, but that is okay. I know. And in developing the secret life before me, you will receive a greater reward than you can ever imagine. Wow, I think this is one of the kind of keys to unlocking great spiritual power in our lives. It is the key to unlocking a, a deeper understanding of what it means to come to Jesus personally within our spiritual lives. So let's just briefly look at these three areas of Jesus' teaching and see what we can learn. And the first pillar that Jesus addresses is giving, giving. And Jesus is going to show us here that there is a wrong way to give and a right way to give. Look at verse 2 and it says this. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honoured by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. You know, the Jews believed that they had this kind of sacred obligation to give to the poor. They understood that God had a heart for the poor and the oppressed and the needy, and they had a responsibility towards them. And Jesus assumes the same of his followers. Note how this section begins. When you give, Jesus assumed that his followers were carrying on this practice of giving to the poor. And Jesus says that when you give, don't make a big song and dance about it. Don't be like the hypocrites. Now that word hypocrite is used right throughout the Gospels as a Greek word. Uh, and it's understood to mean an actor uh, on the stage. And in the great theatres of Greece, whenever the actors stepped onto the stage, they would have a large mask that they would put on uh, that would portray their character to others. And this word hypocrite speaks about putting on a mask, projecting a false persona. Something that you and I are familiar with. There's times that we put on a mask, we pretend to be something we're not, or we cover up how we're truly feeling, or project to the world. Uh, an image which is far removed from the reality of what is truly going on in our lives. And it's that kind of false integrity that Jesus is speaking to here. Being seen to act one way, taking on a pious public persona, but actually behind closed doors our character is far removed from that person. And that is a great danger for all of us as Christians. You know, our faith compels us to be generous. Uh, to look after the poor and needy is a great thing. Our faith compels us to pray and to seek God. But we're to do that out of love. Not to project a certain image of ourselves to fellow Christians. Jesus says, forget the fanfare. Don't be artificial. Don't project a fake persona of yourself. Don't draw attention to yourself when you're doing any of these things. Instead, just do it quietly for me. Why? 
because when you live for the honour and the applause of others, you miss out on something greater that God has in store for you. When we do these things out of a pure motivation, we discover this deep contentment and satisfaction in our lives. We start living for the purpose that God had intended us to. As we love people quietly and seek to bless them and give to them. That brings a deep satisfaction in our soul. Because we begin acting as Jesus did. The one who had time for the poor and the marginalised and the oppressed in society. And we discover this just deep meaning and purpose in our lives for which Christ created us. And if you love just to quietly pray in secret, then you're going to discover the great power of prayer and you're going to discover this deep intimacy with God, which itself is a great reward. And there's no greater thing than knowing Jesus and spending time in his presence. And if you quietly fast and seek God, you're going to hear him speaking. You're going to find him directing you and guiding you and helping you make difficult decisions. And as you intercede for others, you're going to see him working in power. And I tell you, when God turns up and begins working and acting, that is reward enough. And over these weeks, we're thinking about coming to Jesus and finding rest in Jesus. And I can promise you that if there's not integrity in your life, if you're living with a, a mask on, if you're always trying to keep up an appearance, then that's going to be tiring. It's going to be soul destroying because you're not being true to yourself. And that deception is just going to eat away at you until eventually the mask crumbles. But those things done in secret are our true identity. When we cultivate things in secret, we're only doing it for one motivation. And that is to live for the Lord, to please the Lord. We're doing it out of a joy of all that we have received and a delight to spend time in his presence and to give back to him. And that brings a wholeness and a completeness in our lives. How then should we give? Well, the answer is clear. It's in secret. Look at verses three and four. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Jesus here uses a wee bit of humour. How can your left hand not know what your right hand is doing? Jesus' point is clear. Don't give for the applause of others. Don't be patting yourself on the back with one hand while giving with the other. God is all-knowing. God is all-present. He sees the good deeds that you do, even if no one else sees. And that should be your real motivation forgiving to please God and to please God alone and when we give to God we give to others and so in secret we are to give and secondly and briefly in secret we are to pray and once again there is a wrong way to pray 
And there's a right way to pray. Look at what it says in verse 5. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you that they have received their reward in full. Again, in these verses, Jesus is assuming that his audience pray on a regular basis. He says, when you pray, and prayer is to be a central act of our spiritual lives. And note again that Jesus uses the word hypocrite. And he points to this group of people who love to pray in public. Uh, loving to pray should be a good thing. Praying in public can be a good thing. But with a bit of humour again, Jesus says they love to pray standing on the street corners. And that joke would not have been lost on his audience. Uh, Jesus' audience knew that the street corner was the best place to draw a crowd. You had the benefit of being seen not just by people on one street, but by people on a second street. Twice the size of the crowd, twice the acclaim. And so Jesus condemns that first way of praying. And then secondly, verse 7, And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. So don't pray for the applause and acclaim of others as a public show. And don't keep babbling on. Uh, and we think about uh, the prophets of Baal crying out to their God to come. Uh, and just the frenzy that they went into. And God says, don't pray like that either. Instead, we are to pray in secret. And the Lord reminds us that when we pray in secret, what we do is seen by God. Verse 6. But when you pray, go into your room. Close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. <laughs> countless people will tell you about the power of just praying quietly in secret some of those great men and women of faith that you meet have spent hours cultivating this practice of just quietly and secretly bringing their lives into the presence of God and you know what the applause of men for a great prayer on the street corner lasts only a few moments but the reward of God is eternal and the blessings of cultivating a deep spiritual walk with him are great so Jesus says take your time pray in secret pray quietly to me spend time quietly in my presence and you will receive a great reward then finally, we move on to fasting. Verse 16, when you fast, do not look sombre as the hypocrites do. Note that word again. For they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. Note again these words. When you fast. 
Again, Jesus is assuming that his followers spend time fasting. Fasting is a powerful thing to cultivate in our spiritual lives. Uh, it is a great way of drawing closer to God. It is a great way when we have big decisions to make of just sacrificially seeking God for his will. It's a great thing to do when perhaps uh, we need to intercede for someone. Perhaps someone is ill or uh, there's something going on in their lives that we need to intercede for. That we spend time fasting and seeking God and asking for his power to work in their lives and in their situation. And again here, Jesus says, don't be like the hypocrites who look sombre and disfigure their faces. Uh, they go around looking weak and fatigued. They stagger around and say, oh, I'm feeling terrible. And then someone asks them, are you okay? And they reply, yes, I'm fine. I'm just fasting. And obviously that provokes a response of sympathy for their efforts. Jesus says, don't be like that. That pride which they receive in that moment is their reward. But there is a greater reward to be entered into. Instead, Jesus says in verse 17 and 18. But when you fast, put oil in your head and then wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting. But only to your father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. As we end this morning, as we give to those in need, Jesus tells us that whatever we do for the least of our brothers or sisters, we do unto him. Giving to others is a way of giving to God and worshipping him. But its power comes in sacrificially Doing that quietly and secretly. Secondly, prayer is such a powerful way of coming to Jesus and spending time in his presence and being filled by his Holy Spirit. While also interceding for the things of the kingdom of God. And that reward of just time spent with the Lord is reward enough and that intimacy that we develop with him is enough. The power comes from doing these things in secret because when we do that, we have no other motivation driving us than that desire to be with him. And there are times that it is right to fast when making important decisions, when seeking spiritual power in our lives when we feel weak, when seeking God for something, when interceding for others that God would just come and move and work in their lives and in their situations, or perhaps to turn their hearts to him, or that God would bring healing. And it's a way of reminding ourselves again that the Lord is the bread of life, the one who brings true sustenance. Fasting is a gift to us, it's something that we often overlook. Perhaps we would do well in 2021 as part of coming to Jesus to set aside times privately and quietly to fast and pray over this next year. 
maybe to stand with those in prayer and fasting who are going through a tough time. Folks like Gail come to mind and just praying and fasting for her and for healing in that situation. Or to fast and to pray just over the church family. Uh, that we as a church family would truly come to Jesus this year and that we would see others coming to Jesus. That we would not be dependent on our own power and strength. But that the Lord would lead us and that the Lord would fill his church with his Holy Spirit. Those would be wonderful things to quietly and privately just pray for. These are private matters between us and God. But there is a great reward for those who seek the Lord with all their heart. Because in doing so we find him. And in finding him there is a great joy. And that is reward enough. So the secret life of a believer. How can you cultivate your own personal spiritual walk with God this year in secret? There is a great reward waiting for those who do that. The Lord loves us. He loves to bless us. May this be a year of coming to Jesus and of great spiritual growth. Let's pray together. Father God, you have blessed us. and We have been blessed to be a blessing to others and we pray that we would meditate on your word this week. That we would think about in secret what it means for us to give to those who are less fortunate. Lord, you have blessed us uh, with the opportunity to enjoy an intimate relationship with you. And we pray that we would uh, appreciate uh, fully and deeply just the joy of being able to enter into your presence either day or night. Help us to cultivate a secret prayer life before you. Lord, we thank you for the spiritual power that is available to us and through us, through this spiritual act of fasting. And Lord, that might be something that is new to some of us. But Lord, we pray that in secret and quietly, that over this year of 2021, that we might discover the power of quietly and secretly and privately fasting before you. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. We pray that it would take root in our hearts. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen.